Hey guys, how are you doing? Welcome back to the 80s Transformation Tuesday, which means that you will be getting the compilation of the books that the guests on the podcast have suggested until now, from episode 1 to episode 16. And also, I hope you receive value and enjoy. What are the top five biographies you have ever written? Top five biographies. Well, my favorite biographer is Walter Isaacson. And so we already talked about one of his books, Steve Jobs. I really loved that book. Another book by Walter Isaacson, a biography that he wrote is Leonardo da Vinci. And that's a fantastic book. Talks all about creativity. And I found Leonardo to be a fascinating human being. A third biography by Walter Isaacson that I love is titled Einstein. And it's all about Albert Einstein. And I learned so much in that book uh, about concepts that were foreign to me previously, you know, relativity and all that kind of stuff. And now, you know, I don't apply that to my life all the time, but I find it fascinating and I can have a conversation about it. Uh, Two more that I'll mention, The Everything Store, which is all about Jeff Bezos and Amazon. I think that Amazon is the most powerful company in the world right now. And so it's really important for us to go and learn about the early stages of Amazon and about Jeff Bezos. I mean, he is one of the richest human beings on the planet right now, and he still has enough runway to work for another 20 or 30 years. So he's going to be a household name. We should understand as much as we can about him. And then the last book is one that you mentioned that you loved, which is Elon Musk by Ashley Vance. And that was a really cool book too. You know, I loved learning about Elon in his early days. and He's a good representation of somebody that just he sheds society's expectations to the side and he just lives his life and he does things the way that he wants to do them. And so I find that fascinating as well. So the next question is by self-help geek 18 and it says, what is your favorite book on self-love and what do you think about the topic? So for self-love, I just read a book and I interviewed uh, the author, the mastery of self by Don Miguel Ruiz jr. And also another one is Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It by Kamal Ravikant. Those are two of my favorite books on self-love. And um, like a big takeaway from The Mastery of Self, as an example, by Don Miguel Ruiz Jr., is that each time in your daily experience of life, right, whether you're out and about or you're, you're watching TV or whatever the case is, if something gets you off balance emotionally, like it causes too much excitement or you know, the more common thing, like too much anger or sadness or something, you should stop and really focus on it. Because if you can solve that problem, you become a more stable, happier, fulfilled person. And so as an example, if somebody, you know, in a TV show says something that doesn't agree with your political beliefs, and that throws you off, like stop and really think about why, why are you letting that affect you so much? Like what belief are you holding on to? What belief have you formed an attachment to that like allows you to be vulnerable like that? Because if you can solve that problem, then you become more bulletproof and you can become more loving of yourself. You're not going to hate yourself for being a Republican if you don't like Democrats or something like that, you know, just to use a U.S. political example. Um, and so I love the idea of just like stopping and spending a lot of time in emotional disturbances. So that's that's one example of self-love because then you're just a happier, more fulfilled person and you can love yourself more. The way I came across the guide to investing, which is a book, was every book Robert would write, I would just buy it and read it. 
So first of all, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and that was a complete game changer for me. Then I read a book called The Cashful Quadrants, which a lot of people like better than Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, but my favorite book of all of his books, he's probably written 20 or more, is the third book that I wrote, sorry, read, is called The Guide to Investing. And the last 100 pages in that book, there's a concept called the BI Triangle. And B stands for business and I stands for investing. So how do you create a successful business or invest successfully? So the B or the I, how do you do it? And this hundred pages describes in general how the BI triangle works. And it really is it's eight integrities of a business. And there's three integrities that are on the outside of this triangle. And there's five in the inside. And the three integrities on the outside, that really is what Robert teaches all the time. So Robert is always talking, first of all, about mission. So what is your mission? Like, why do you do these podcasts, for instance? Well, lately, I have been thinking, uh, well, much about that. And now my idea is just to share ways to live truer to yourself and well, at the same time to transform. So and that's it. It's mostly about transformation, personal transformation. Yeah. Do you think you're going to learn a lot by doing these podcasts? Yeah. <laughs> I have done two interviews and I have learned a lot. Sure. And for people listening, the cool part is you did not say you're doing this to make money. So if you look at the BI triangle, the most important thing is the base of the triangle is the mission. Why are you doing it? You can tell it comes from your heart. You like to do this. Okay. So when you're building a business or investing in a business, you want to make sure it has a very strong mission. That's the first word on the bottom. Then on the side, you've got team. And as I've alluded to today, I, I can't have any success without a great team. On the other side of the triangle, it's leadership. For every success or every failure, you, the leader, also has to take some responsibility, especially on the failures. So they don't teach, when I took business school, they don't teach you about leadership, building a team, the mission. All they taught me was I should go get a job. You know, I, I didn't want a job. I'm not a good employee. So that's the outside of the triangle. Now, inside the triangle, there's five additional integrities of any business. So if you're going to start a business, eventually you need to know how can you monetize it? How do you make money? And it's not necessarily just to how to get rich. That's not the point. But you still need money to grow your, your business. You need money to hire employees. You need money to help more people. So you, you have to look at the most important thing inside the BA Triangle is the cash flow. And same thing if you're going to invest. Like we at the Freedom Investment Club Mexico, we have investments. So obviously when I do my research on the companies that want me to win the money, I have to ask what their mission is. I look at their team and I look at the leader, but then I need to say, okay, does your concept make money? Is there good profit margins? Is it a product that is needed even during COVID for instance? So in the BI triangle, first is cash flow, then there's communication. So, our company communicates really well. We do seminars, we do Zoom calls, we do newsletters. 
and I've got a team of people that also communicate with our investors. Then you have systems. So how can you invest in a company if they don't have systems? Or like I said earlier, the reason I didn't have to write that book behind you is I had systems in place. I had a team in place, I had systems in place so that they could do it themselves. And then finally you need legal protection. You need to make sure you're doing things legally. So in Mexico, you know, we went to some of the best lawyers in Mexico to make sure that raising capital here was done legally. It's very, very important. And then finally, what's last on the BI triangle is the product. And, you know, it's, I guess it's kind of like this is like, this is an Apple phone and these are fairly new um, earbuds. So Apple has all kinds of different products. No matter what product they launch tomorrow, it's really easy for them to just to drop this product into their BI triangle or a new product because they've got a really, really strong BI triangle. So what, what, what I see and why I like the BI triangle so much is most people, they focus on the product. And there's many people yeah. that have products, but they never have any success because they don't have a strong BI triangle. So it's a really, really great concept. Um, I use it all the time to analyze businesses that want my money or my club's money. And um, it's a great way for entrepreneurs to look at their business and say, okay, am I really, am I matching? Am I, am I covering all eight of those integrities? And finally, what are you doing as everybody listening? What are you doing to become a better leader? And that's personal development. You know, that's what Robert Kiyosaki is all about. When we meet, you know, when I've had private meetings with them, I've traveled over the world with them. We don't talk about making a million dollars. We have lots of great conversations, but it's never about money. It's just always about being a better person, learning. And well, we have been talking about psychology a lot and I actually like science and psychology especially. And could you suggest me some books on psychology, but also other books you used to create your book? Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, so some books on psychology. I think it's, it's a tricky one because I, I think it depends on someone's level of intent. So, I mean, you could go to psychological textbooks, for example, and you'll get all of the, all of the information to do with most of the, history and theory, uh, history uh, of different theories and different models to kind of general psychology, which are perfectly, perfectly fine to do and perfectly advisable to do. I think if someone's not trying to read psychology from a, a purely academic perspective and they want something that's a little bit more applicable, I think people like Jordan Peterson, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to look past someone like him in terms of practical psychology. Uh, and I've learned a lot from from Jordan Peterson's work and uh, hopefully that's reflected in, in the first couple of chapters of, of my book as well um, yeah so his 12 rules for life uh, is is a is a great book he's got another one coming out soon I believe um, maps of meaning which is his first book is is not exactly the most palatable for people it's a very very heavy uh, heavy text so i'd probably say 12 rules for life over maps of meaning um i think outside of that i'm trying to i'm thinking looking at my, my bookshelf again 
um, as, to, as to who might be inappropriate. Again, I think people, educational psychology, I think is, is extremely important. So again, I would recommend Carol Dweck's book. So as, I, as you might call an educational psychologist, I think these things become directly applicable to people's lives as opposed to just being um just being a an academic journey so I, I would probably say those two would be the the best recommendation i would give to just pick up and get something get some value from it straight away would be those two all right and the well, about uh philosophy books which are your favorite books uh my my absolute favorite is actually Uh, the, the Tao Te Ching, which is the uh, by Lao Tzu, the um, Taoist philosopher, that was probably a that was a game changer for me. Um, I read The Art of War by Sun Tzu first. This is a long, long time ago, but um, the Tao Te Ching put put a lot of things in perspective, and it, I was able to get what, what I got from that was balance. I think that was the the biggest overarching message is about balance. Um, and then it's hard to look past the, the Western, uh, the Greek scholars of Aristotle and um, Socrates, Plato, um, Marcus Aurelius, those sort of, sort of going into the Stoic era, uh, fantastic. Um, Nietzsche, Nietzsche as well. I think it's, again, it's hard to look past. It's extremely difficult read. So I, I wouldn't suggest that if, you, if you're new to philosophy, I wouldn't dive straight in at, at, at Friedrich Nietzsche. Um, the convoluted sentences alone, much like Immanuel Kant. So if anyone goes, wants to explore kind of the middle European enlightenment philosophy periods, uh, there, there are two authors there that I would say, wait before you before you pick up their their texts um, yeah, i'd say i'd say marcus aurelius is probably your middle ground for, for anyone that's looking to kind of get into western philosophy as well i first started reading because i had an opportunity to close a deal that was about a you know 10 million dollar lifetime deal um that gave me, you know, a, a pretty good return. So, you know, I, I really got into, you know, being in the sales field that I was in, I built out a contract with my employer that rewarded me for the success that I had, as well as the failures that I had. So it was kind of all on me to say, if I'm really good, then I can make a lot of money. If I'm not good, then I will drown. And uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. And so, yeah, man, I was, I was in a place where I was about to close a bunch of big deals. And so I said, man, there's experts out there in sales that could really probably help me. And I asked Nick actually uh, for a book recommendation based on my circumstances. And he gave me a book that I attribute 100% to closing my first really large deal. And uh, it's called Sales EQ by Jeb Blunt. It's a really good book if you're in sales. And well, besides that book, which would you recommend? <laughs> yeah. Um, I would recommend The Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday. Uh, it's, it's a daily passage uh, of Stoic philosophy. And the more that I read that every day, the more that I got centered 
and kind of grounded in my thoughts and it alleviated a lot of anxiety and emotion that I didn't need to carry. It's almost like, I don't know if you've gotten too involved in stoicism, but it's almost kind of like surrendering to a lot of like the elements in life. It's not like surrendering, like, you know, go be a part of the herd that, you know, doesn't do anything with their life or, or uh, enjoys a different life than what I enjoy. But it's, it's just surrendering like any control and just putting your best foot forward as much as you possibly can. It's kind of what stoicism to me is like. So I would recommend that to anybody because I think it all, it all starts with your mindset and if you have a healthy mindset, then you're going to do well in life. And well, now turning a bit the conversation back into learning, I would like to know if there are any good book recommendations you have. Any book recommendations? Yeah. Yeah, boy, there's a, a long list. And, <laughs> you know, um, the best thing someone can do, and, <clears throat> and I don't know when this will air or how this will air, uh, but there's actually... Uh, if you go to my website, allensteinjr.com backslash free, you can download a free PDF that has 13 books that I recommend everybody reads. Uh, the title of it is eight books leaders must read, but I couldn't pick it just eight. So I ended up adding five additional ones. So I believe it's 13 total books. Um, and I don't have them committed to memory right now. That's why I didn't rattle them off. But I know the books on that list are really, really, really solid. Um, I'm a voracious reader myself. You know, as of late, uh, because I've really gotten into running, one of the pivots I've made because of the pandemic, uh, I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks more than I've been reading physical books. Uh, but to me, it doesn't matter which you know, which method you prefer, as long as you're taking in new information uh, and you're acting on that information, that's what's most important. So whether somebody wants to read Raise Your Game or listen to Raise Your Game, doesn't matter to me, as long as they, uh, they put those principles into action. And it'd be the same with any of the books I'd recommend. I would like to know which is your favorite book or if you have a list of books you would suggest. Yeah, my favorite book is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. It is all about the small decisions that you make on a daily basis that are imperceptible in the way that you make them, how after months and years and decades, those consistent small decisions create the most incredible results. And when we're talking about consistency, like this is the mechanism of consistency is how your habits compound on top of themselves, one after the next, after the next, after the next. So that is... Always, if someone's getting started in the personal development world, that is always the first book I recommend. It's The Compound Effect because it really quantifies the value of making the right choice time and time and time again. The second book that grows upon that, but it provides like a more detailed framework and like a, a more of like a step A, step B, step Z kind of um, model is Atomic Habits by James Clear. Um, understanding the, uh, yeah, the atomic, like the habit loop and how you can optimize um, at each step of the, the habit loop. I think there's a, like the way that he articulates that and he brings wisdom from all these different habit formation books and puts them all into one book and then uh, like operationalizes it is, uh, it's brilliant. Like it is, that is one of the, I think that is the best like go-to like instructional manual to like doing anything personal development I've ever read. Yeah. Um, so those are, those are two of my favorite books. I've always been a, a big fan of, of fiction. I love uh, Jonathan Livingston Siegel. One of, one of the favorite quotes from that book is, um, he's talking about a seagull that wants to transcend the flock. 
and I just love that you know metaphor with with life and and transcending your limits. And well, now I would like to know what are some of your book recommendations besides from this one. Jonathan Livingston Siegel, uh, my favorite fiction recommendations. A lot of the classics. If you haven't read the classics, you know Mark Twain, Oliver Twist. Um, I love the Hardy Boys when I was young for the mystery and the detective stories. Um, uh, Harry Potter, big one. Um, I think it's pretty much that's it. What are some nonfiction books you would suggest? For sure. So I love I love you know personal development books. Mm -hmm. I love personal finance books. Um, I love the Five AM. I love the Intelligent Investor. I love uh, Perennial Seller by by Ryan Holiday, and that's a great book on on marketing, on getting your brand. And I love how he frames the message between um, a, a perennial seller and, and kind of a bestseller. And what is the real difference of a perennial seller? I think that was pretty, pretty fascinating to read. I'd say you asked me, you know, lessons when you're writing a book or coming up with the idea of a book. I'd say, you know, you need to read books like that because I've been blessed and grateful to have read um, that book on writing by Stephen King, um, Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott. So those are books that I've read and I've, I've tried my best to sample uh, ideas from them. Obviously there's millions of books out there and it's tough to get kind of twisted into the books that are being released today in 2021, but there are a lot of books that have withstanded the test of time. And that I would encourage you to read those specifically first uh, because unfortunately, a lot of the books today, I mean, essentially everything you see today is just built up from something in the past. There's not so many like super brand new ideas. I mean, there's obviously like concepts like Facebook and, and, and Apple or so, but those are all even built up from other ideas. So Steve Jobs got inspiration from Bill Gates with Microsoft to do what he's done. He just obviously did it to a much higher degree. But essentially everything you read in personal development books today have stemmed from something in the past. So I would read those original texts, you know, obviously the thinking grow rich and the, um, you know, magic of thinking big and, and um, how to win friends and influence people. All those types of books are really ones you to start with. One I always talk about that I, that I love because it validated what I was already doing is the third door by Alex <laughs> Benaya. Yeah. And that book is just, it's awesome that, you know, it's a book about a journey. So it's extremely enjoyable to follow along and, and the chapters are short and it's kind of like, it reads like a screenplay. It reads like a movie. So I've always, I really love that book. I, I tell a lot of people about it. I've, I've passed it along to friends and family and um, try to get that in as many people's hands as well. I've talked to Alex as well on, on my little podcast early on in the IG series, but um, yeah, that book is great. Cause it's, it's simply just the idea that, Today, in today's digital world, you can connect with anybody and you can essentially, you know, put yourself in a position of success if you're willing to have that hustle and go out there and, you know, do the work, but also present yourself in a certain way. So I think that's that could impact a lot of people. Um, and then back to Robin Sharma, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari is one of my favorite books. I mean, I've read all of Robin's books um, essentially to date. I mean, he's got his new one coming out, but he also has some mm -hmm. offsets of The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari that. I didn't read like one is I think family wisdom, which I haven't gone to, but I've read 
the leader without a title and the uh, the saint uh, surfer and CEO, I think is another one. And so all those I really recommend the 5am club, incredible books. Um, Reason why I love Robin's work too, is because it's, I call it like realistic, fictitious work. So it's fiction, Mm -hmm. but it's, there's real concepts embedded into it and you could actually implement them in in your real world. Um, And he lays them out beautifully through this story. So I really enjoy those. Um, Some other books. I mean, so many great ones. Uh, Limitless by Jim Quick was great this year. Really enjoyed that one. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Robert Kiyosaki is obviously a top book that uh, has helped with financial literacy. Um, This year, I'm really trying to focus on some more biographies and autobiographies. So hopefully get a couple of those down. But one memoir that I read that I've loved and I always credit towards is Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, the story about Nike. Um, Yeah, so those are some big books that I love to... uh, to share and and pass on and i will continue to reread them as the years go on hey guys so thank you so much for listening to this episode i hope you enjoyed this new section of the podcast and that you received value and if you did uh please let me know you can find me on instagram as the reader lounge or as the transformation underscore journey and well i would encourage you to share this episode or any episode you like from the podcast to a friend or just to anyone who will as well receive value and well so that's it for today and peace out